0: Hi, it's December 1st, and welcome to our Advent Countdown. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Dice. I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. And when I discovered that Christmas is about the birth of the most important individual in the entire universe, it just made me love it even more. Some people refer to the anticipation of the birth of Jesus as Advent, and that's why we have Advent calendars today. Well, this is going to be our audio Advent calendar. Every day you can join me as we walk through the stories in the Bible that lead us to the birth of the Savior of the world. So grab a Bible with me and let's discover together what Christmas is really about. And so we begin today in Luke chapter one. The Bible is all about Jesus. And the New Testament tells us the story of Jesus coming and his life and his death and resurrection and all of the effects on his followers. So it's easy to imagine that the Gospel of Luke would start his story by telling us about the birth of Jesus, but he doesn't. Luke goes back before the birth of Jesus to another miraculous story. It has to do with the birth of a man named John. And his two parents, Zechariah and Elizabeth, are at the center of this story, Luke chapter 1, verse 5 through 9. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abia's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame according to all the commands and requirements of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth could not conceive. And both of them were well along in years. When his division was on duty, and he was serving as priest before God, it happened that he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense, winning the lottery. Did you know the word lottery comes from the word lot? And in this story, there's literally a lottery that's taking place. You see, thousands of years, even before Zechariah, when Moses was still in charge, there were certain rules that were given by God to govern the way that the people of God would worship. Some of these rules included the statute that only people from the tribe of Levi could serve as priests, and these priests would be the ones responsible for taking the animal sacrifices into the tabernacle or later the temple, and they would also perform other similar rituals. But within the Levites, there's still a question, which is, how do you decide who does what? Well, one of the most sought-after and privileged opportunities of a priest would be to actually enter into the temple and offer the incense. And this was something given to only one man and he would have been selected from the division of priests who were serving at that time. And it probably was the case that if you were selected, it would have been the opportunity of a lifetime because there were many thousands of people that would be suitable candidates. And so the story begins by telling us that there's a man named Zachariah and he's the one who won this lottery. But strangely, Luke starts the story not by telling us what he won, but by telling us about who he was. He was a man who, though he was a priest and though he was considered righteous, meaning that he lived to try and obey and follow God, he also was a man without a son. Him and his wife had been no doubt waiting for and trying to have children for their entire marriage, but Elizabeth couldn't conceive. In the ancient world, not being able to have kids, especially sons, would be considered a curse. And so Zechariah lived for many years under the stigma of being perhaps abandoned or forsaken by God. And so it would have been hard to keep following the Lord and to keep obeying him and to keep seeking him in prayer, when for sure their prayers of having children seemingly went unanswered. And then Zechariah, who at this point had been so far advanced in years, which is a nice way of saying he was old, he would have already given up the prospect of having his own child. But yet he still served faithfully. And then his name was drawn. What do you think that must have felt like? This wasn't a vain type of a lottery. This was this was the lottery where God was choosing a man to come into the temple. So imagine in Zechariah's heart, the feeling of being heard, and seen by God and blessed and favored. How must have his peers looked at him with admiration, maybe even regret over some of the other thoughts they probably did have about him before that. And now he's walking up to the front of the line, the childless man chosen by God to serve. This story tells us a lot about the providential love and guidance of God. Which is just as true for you today in your life as it was 2,000 years ago. So let's think about a few things that this story tells us. One is God does truly see us. All of those years that Zechariah and his wife had been praying in tears, asking for a child, asking for favor, all of those prayers had entered into heaven. And God was about to answer them in more ways than they could imagine. But before that, God first acknowledges that he sees Zechariah. That he has chosen Zechariah. That he loves Zechariah. And so all of the suffering that they had endured wasn't because they had done something wrong. But strangely, it seems like it's because they had done something right. And so God was going to raise them up above their peers. God was going to bless them in the sight of men. But most importantly, this was an occasion where men could glorify God as they entered into the miraculous. Perhaps you're suffering through something right now. Maybe it's a physical illness, or emotional pain, depression, or maybe it's hard to put into words. But if you think about Zachariah, one thing you can tell yourself is that while you're suffering, it's so important to keep seeking. Keep seeking God in prayer. Keep seeking Him in His Word. And also keep serving him in obedience, faithfully loving and following Jesus. But that's the hard thing. It's so tempting, isn't it, to start blame shifting or to start being full of self-pity or even calling God's goodness into question. It's interesting that in the story, Zachariah is never said to do that. He's just waiting on the Lord. If you're going through an important conflict or question right now, can I just encourage you to wait on the Lord? Listen to Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. How must it have felt for Zachariah to have been vindicated after all these years when God chose him? But what if he had given up? What if he had sidestepped or become passive or lazy or worldly in his office? What if he had even abandoned his role as a priest? He would have missed all of those wonderful blessings. And more importantly, he would have continued to think that God didn't love him or care about his life. And to think wrongly about God or to stop thinking about him at all is itself a curse, a heavy burden. God is the source of all goodness and life. He created man and he created man to live in fellowship with him, to worship him. And so if we in our minds are cut off from God, or if we indict him, or if we think that we're better than him, then we're missing the purpose of why we exist. Thankfully, Zechariah waited, and he kept serving, and God showed up at just the right time. And that's because God's timing is perfect. You see, this story tells us more than just about Zechariah, or what would soon take place. It shows us that God has a purpose in mind with everyone. And most importantly, God had a purpose in mind to send his son into the world at the perfect time. So let's close the story today by thinking about one question. Are you ready for God to show up in your life?